Welcome to Art for All, sponsored by Sketchbook School. As a thank you for joining us, I'd like to give you a free ebook and our monthly newsletter full of tips, recommendations, and other cool stuff. Just head over to sketchbookschool.com to claim your freebies and to learn more about our classes and workshops and our membership program. We believe that art is for everyone, and I hope our podcast inspires you to create and explore your own artistic journey. Thanks for listening. On with the show. Welcome to Art for All, the Sketchbook School podcast. I'm your host, Danny Gregory, and I'm pretending that uh, I'm a late night DJ, but I'm not. I'm just some guy on a podcast. I'm also the founder of Sketchbook School. I'm a sketchbook artist, and I'm the author of a dozen or so books on art and creativity. And I take a lot of photos. After all, I basically carry a camera with me everywhere I go, in in my pocket, on my phone. So do you probably. But what's the difference between snapping a picture and drawing one? Well, in the 1980s, when photocopying technology became increasingly available, David Hockney made a series of prints using a Xerox machine. And I was looking at some of these prints recently, and I was trying to overcome my <clears throat> initial dismissive reaction. These aren't prints, but of course they are. They were state-of-the-art prints in their day. Printing is and has always been a, a mechanical method of making multiple reproductions of an image. In the past, artists used wood blocks and etchings and engravings and then lithography and screen printing and on and on. And today, lots of artists sell jacle prints of their work, prints that are basically just digital scans of their drawings, which are then processed and printed on inkjet printers. So what if we skip the paper part of it altogether and we use an iPhone and uh, a distant computer server? Isn't that basically the same idea? Our instincts say no. It's somehow not hard enough or special enough. And where's the craft? But of course, a good digital scan can take experience and tools and work. So that's not it. Or maybe it's posterity. The sense that an old Xerox or a computer printout surely won't survive for hundreds of years like a, like a Durer woodcut. But with archival papers and inks and proper handling, that's probably not the case either. Now, I think the, the real issue is scarcity. You can just push a button and bang out an infinite number of reproductions. Well, it's no longer precious. It's not a limited edition. It's, it's no longer valuable. And if somebody can make an infinite number of copies, then there's really no value to any particular one. A work of art, capital W, capital A, is reduced to the same status as, as a call report or a lost pet flyer. So the art market, capital A, capital M, 
has trained us to dismiss this way of looking at it. If it can't be bought or sold for increasing amounts, then don't bother making it. Now, if inventive, creative, curious people like Albrecht Dürer or Rembrandt van Rijn had been able to just make thousands and thousands of copies of their images with just the push of a button, believe me, they would not have been sweating over blocks of wood. They weren't burdened with the same market concerns that weigh down our view of art here in the 21st century. They made limited editions, mainly because it took a hell of a lot of work to get even a dozen proper prints from a copper plate. But that's not really what I want to talk about today. Thinking about Hockney's Xeroxes has made me think about how technology is constantly improving the way that it solves basic human problems. Not just labor-saving devices, but things that make our lives better and richer. Examples abound. But what about image-making? There was a point when people drew on cave walls with blood and mud to make some point lost to the sands of time, but they were using the best image-making technology that they had. And eventually we figured out how to carve stone statues and to make fresco and to stretch canvas and and so on. So this image-making and image-sharing had a purpose. Usually it was to tell a story or to pass on some vital information. This is what the gods did, or this is how we won this war, or this is how handsome and powerful the king is. This is how Jesus came back, and so on. But nowadays, if Jesus came back again, we would probably use TikTok or an Instagram post to share the news, not a a fresco or calligraphy on a goat skin. So if in one split second, and with no real experience or skill, you can use the phone in your pocket to make an image that's technically superior and precise, superior to anything that you can make with a pencil. Why make art at all anymore? And that's a question that people have been asking themselves for a couple hundred years. And the answer that Manet and Monet and Seurat and Cezanne and Van Gogh and the rest of the gang came up with over 100 years ago is that the purpose of art is no longer to reproduce physical reality. It's to convey how we feel about it, to capture the human condition, the way we see the world through the veils of subjectivity and experience and emotion and history and all the rest of the stuff that makes us who we are. And this is something we have to think about when we draw. Stop assessing your work based on how close it is to reality, quote-unquote. And don't bother posting a snapshot of your dog next to the drawing you did of it. Because really, who cares if you're almost as good as that camera in your pocket? Because in fact, you're not even close. That photo is a far better way to make that image more efficient, more accurate. But that image, that's not really all you want, is it? What you want is to capture your soul, your inner state, the love that you feel for that dog. You want to make a picture of the inside of your mind, of your heart. Don't worry about Xeroxing reality with your sketchbook. Focus on capturing you instead. And so far, nobody, 
in Silicon Valley or anywhere else has come up with an app for that. Thanks for joining me today. I'll create something new for you again next week. Till then, I'm Danny Gregory, and this is Art for All. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and leave us a review. And remember, visit sketchbookschool.com and claim your free ebook and your monthly newsletter. Our community is always growing and we'd love for you to be a part of it. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next time on Art for All.